Welcome to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan, and I've been a Lost fanatic from the beginning. And I'm Anton, experiencing the mysteries for the first time. Join us as we start from the very beginning and make our way to the very end. This is episode 48, where we're discussing The Glass Ballerina from season 3 of Lost. Thank you. What else can I do? Help your husband. We need as much wood as we can find. We're building quite a large fire. We have to make sure Jack will see the smoke. Why are you lying to me, Saeed? And what would you know about lying, son? You're putting our lives in danger. I'm fairly certain our friends have been captured. There are tracks all over the dock. They're fresh, as recent as yesterday. You said this dock was abandoned. That would be part of the lying you mentioned. You're not building this fire for our people. You're building it for the others. I suspect that when they see the smoke, they'll send a scout party to investigate. By then it will be night. When they arrive, I'll ambush them. I'll take two of them hostage, and I'll kill the rest. Two? One to make the other cooperate. What do you need me to do? I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you to lie to Jim for another 20 minutes. Why? Because once the fire is lit, it will be too late to go back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. I'm Evan. And I'm Anton. And today we are discussing The Glass Ballerina from Season 3 of Lost, the second episode, and a Sun and Jin-centric episode. And I'm going to let you kick us off this time. Okay. Well, here's my first point on uh, my notes here is I got to see a whole different side of Sun mm-hmm. right from the get-go in this episode. Um, the, it was a haunting scene with the flashback of her as a child. Yeah. And this ballerina, I mean, obviously it's the, you know, the name of the, the episode here, but the fact that it fell and crashed and she obviously did it. And then she allows someone to take yeah, the blame. Right. I mean, her dad know, knew she did it. Uh-huh. Knew for a fact. Right. But she stands there and a woman's going to, life's going to be destroyed. Right. And rather than her get in trouble, she likes that route. Mm-hmm. And up until this point, I would have never thought that characteristic and son would have existed right you know yeah yeah i thought that was really interesting too because you know basically the whole point of the scene just shows her willingness to cause other people you know trouble yeah just to keep from facing punishment herself exactly and i you know how this show goes like the flashbacks are always somehow informing us about something that's going on in right. real time so yeah. of course it's the whole her betraying jen you know, by not telling him what was going on and mm-hmm. like on the boat, she 
tells, you know, Saeed that Jen thinks he's the only one can sail, but he's wrong. Right. Just like the whole episode, she's just totally betraying him over and over and over yeah. again. And um, so, yeah, it's it's definitely part of her character we haven't seen much of before. Yeah, I think uh, one thing with me was it was this, um, you know, I kind of wanted to, now I kind of want to follow her, you know, it was like through yeah. her life and just <laughs> see like how many, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know, I got a, I got a daughter that's nine years old and, and, and sometimes, you know, you, they get cornered into things and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you can always tell, like, I, that's a big thing with my, me and my daughter, like she'll do something like this sometimes, not like it hurts somebody's life. I mean, right. but like if, yeah. if it's like between her and her brother getting in trouble, she'll do everything she can to not get in trouble. But if it, you know, but at the last minute, if her brother's in trouble, she's like, Oh no, 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 I yeah. did it. <laughs> you know? But that to me, I'm like, if you see a girl, little girl like that and would totally allow her brother get beat uh-huh. or, you know, whatever, that's, that's, that's serious. Se- yeah. There's yeah. some serious <laughs> messed up mind going on there, you right. know? So I just kind of want to know from that event on, or even before then, how she right. progressed through life. Right. You know, just because son seems like such a, before this, yeah. Sweet, you know, yeah, the most victim. Of, yeah, the problems they seen most just kind of tended to be mostly the typical marriage issues. Yeah. There was nothing really severe. Exactly. But we learned, you know, several things in this episode that start to show you exactly what J- our son's ugly side really yeah, is. Yeah, definitely. So the next thing I had was, you know, you know, in the Hydra station, you know, Juliet brings Jack some food again. Uh-huh. She is so obsessed with like feeding this no guy. No kidding. And, uh, you know, after leaving, she goes to see Ben and we see him, you know, behind him. It's a set of like monitors, like he's kind of surveilling things that are happening, you know, around the station. And, um, you know, we see a new woman named Colleen who shows up and tells Ben that they have a situation uh, that Saeed found the decoy village. Yeah. And uh, she followed him back to the shore and found out that they have a sailboat. And Ben is very surprised at this. Like mm-hmm. it's, it seems like it's it's like totally rocking his world. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. That they have a sailboat, and uh, you know Juliet says so. You know they have a sailboat sailing in circles for days will keep them busy. Mm-hmm. And again, you know confirming your theory that this isn't somewhere that people can get to by normal means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. Exactly what I thought about too. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean they're going to be out like Desmond. I mean mm-hmm. that's what she's basically saying. Right. And but it kind of it made me think about a couple of things from then as obviously they didn't see Desmond, mm-hmm. but Desmond saw them, right. you know, cause he said, you mean those, you know, whatever he referenced the, the hostiles you know, hostile yeah. on the other side, yeah. you know, but you know, so he's out there cruising around and he sees them, but they don't notice the boat, I guess. Oh, well, I guess I took that differently. I figured Desmond just knew they were there because of how long he had been on the island. Not true. Probably. And plus in the season finale, season two, uh, Kelvin makes a reference to the hostiles. Okay, that's true. That's so right. he knew they were there. He may good have never point. seen them. Yeah, good but point. He, he knew they were there. Okay, and then the other part about um, what you just Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kelvin. Um, he was fixing his boat, and I didn't right. know how Kelvin had gotten there. So obviously, Kelvin's group, if he was assigned there, mm-hmm. military, whatever it would be, right, isn't the same group as these others. You know, right. because Kelvin was working to get this sailboat up and going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if he would have been part of this other group, they would have already knew about the boat right. to begin with. Yeah. You know, and plus, like, I'm thinking, how in the world do they see everything or know everything that's going on? How do you not see a sailboat sitting on your island somewhere, you know, right. or know that it's there? Yeah, it definitely kind of tells you that They're they not. don't know everything. Exactly. Unless they can see it physically, they don't know what's that's, going yeah. on. And I, I noticed that through this point. So, because yeah. I mean, I guess I kind of thought the whole island was under the surveillance. Right. They, it, they could affect anything and everything all at once. Mm-hmm. And it kind of it changes my perspective on it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I so. think so too. 
you know, so in the cages, you know, you know, some of the others come and take Sawyer and Kate out of their cages and lead them to an area where they'll be working. Right. And, um, you know, as they're making their way, Colleen catches up with them and, you know, stops the man that's leading them. You know, his name apparently is Danny. Mm -hmm. And she seems to be his wife or girlfriend or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they are taken to a work site you know, where they're supposed to be breaking rocks and hauling them away. Very prison-like mm-hmm. work, which I kind of, I mean, I don't know what they're doing, right? but it almost seemed like it was prison work. And you yeah. think of Kate and you think of Sawyer, you're going to be busting rocks. I mean, had they yeah. been off of this island, they're making license plates or busting rocks. You know, that's that's going to be their job. Yeah. You know, and I just thought, wow, that's very coincidental yeah. it's, it's almost know. like the others have this makeshift prison they yeah. know these people should be in prison so they've got them doing something to keep them occupied right. and they are behind bars at this point right you know i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's just really i don't know i guess it goes back to say what we've been talking about like these people are having experience things and go through things in order to work things out had mm-hmm. they never had the punishment been behind bars had they never had to work like they were in prison right would they actually be able to rehabilitate yeah kind of my yeah. theory there so yeah that's a good point I'm, i i just always thought of it more in terms of you know they were captured by the others and they were just kind of being forced to do this work and i never really thought put much of a connection between you know the fact that if they were on in the real world you know they would they would be in jail exactly and they would probably be doing work of, you know some kind mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a great great point so of course you know one of the biggest things we find out in the episode is about you know that son had an affair with jay lee yes uh, the man she was introduced to in, in the episode and found um before she met jim mm-hmm. and um you know her father caught them together and he was not happy at all and no. uh, he later tells jen that Jay has been, you know, stealing from him and that he, he needs Jen to put an end to it. Right. And, you know, Jen says he'll send a message and, and Mr. Pike, you know, says that a message is not enough. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, basically implying that he wants Jen to kill the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Jen actually quits, you know, after Mr. Pike tries to force him to carry out his wishes. But eventually it appears that, you know, Mr. Pike convinces him to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a, that was a crazy scene. First off, I was just... Uh, along with the whole son thing again, I was just mm-hmm. so disappointed. Yeah. Because the way we had left it before, she said basically it's kind of like, no, but you, there was this awkwardness there. And you, yeah. you, you think, hopefully, it didn't happen, mm-hmm. you know, but now you see it in here that she actually did have this affair. Right. And I don't know, it just, and then when her dad walks in, it's just, I mean, it's frightening, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like how she's like sitting in there in the, or the different room that he walks into. Then yeah. all of a sudden he just kind of storms through the bedroom door and she's yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. That, that's always real creepy because it's like you can almost for a minute feel like what that situation exactly. would feel like. And it really is creepy. Yeah, it really is. And you know, in Jay, he's, I think at that point he realizes he's dead. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I mean, I mean, it, it, what's really crazy, though, is like his dad has power, too, but it just shows how uh-huh. much power son's dad actually yeah. does have. And and everyone knows it. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But it was just, um, it is really interesting to, to get more information about son. And, you know, we knew that she was planning to leave Jen a long time yeah. ago uh-huh. and that she was going to be going to America and escaping away. But it's cool to get more of that backstory and what happened between, you know, now and way back, yeah. back when. I mean, what's crazy about this whole thing is, okay, Jen starts off as one of my most hated characters. Uh-huh. Now at this point, I don't see if everybody's being punished why he's there because yeah. he's a good dude. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, the biggest things he did were basically, you know, just different types of neglect toward his wife before they got there. Only due to the fact that the life he had to have in In order order to to have her. her. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, this guy is, uh, if if the others were after the good people, he probably should have been one of the ones taken, Uh you know. And he may well have been. Could have, yeah. Ethan never got his list. Exactly. Back to him, so who knows. So, you know, back on the work site, you know, Kate and Sawyer continue their work and Alex shows up mm-hmm. and she asks Kate if they're keep or where, let's see, if they're keeping she and Sawyer in the cages. Mm-hmm. And she also asks if they're keeping Carl in the cages. Yeah. And uh, she also tells Kate that the dress she's wearing belongs to her. So clearly she, she knows what, didn't she make a comment like Carl doesn't belong? So in he's the never cages? supposed to have been in there. Yeah, yeah. Never supposed to have been in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I Obviously, I didn't know who this Carl Carroll character was. I didn't even know his name up to this point, but yeah. I was wondering if it was kind of a setup. But at this point, if she is inquiring about him, I, he must be something similar to her, mm-hmm. you know, right? some type of um, other that hasn't fallen for everything that they believe in mm-hmm. and is kind of living with them but not really existing the way they are. And, right. and I, I don't know. I uh, at this point, I feel like he, I mean, if he, he's gone, I mean, he's maybe dead. I mean, mm-hmm. it could have offed him. I'm sure, I'm sure um, we'll find out what that is, but I'm wondering if somehow he had something to do with trying to help somebody in the, the well, with, a, you know, um, our group, with Jack right. and all them are doing mm-hmm. something and then got in trouble for it, right. you know? Yeah, you're, you make a good point there. It does seem like there are kind of two groups of others. Yeah. Like the ones who are hardcore about mm-hmm. their business, and then there's like these, you know, late age teenagers who are, are there and they're kind of like, you know, gee, mom and dad, can we go home? You yeah. know, and they're yeah. kind of bored of being there. Exactly. <laughs> the only one exception to that is, I can't remember her name. I'm horrible with her names. Um, the, the girl that always comes in to feed Jack. Yeah. Juliet. Juliet. Yeah. Yeah. Juliet. She seems to have a more caring side to her. Uh-huh. Now those, and, and even Beardy himself isn't mm-hmm. too awfully bad, but Ben, and the new girl and her boyfriend, yeah, they all seem fairly hardcore. You mean Colleen and Danny? Yeah, you got yeah. names. Yeah. I, I just got new girl and boyfriend. <laughs> well, yeah. I was trying to make sure I know who you're talking about so yeah. I, can, I can picture this. They yeah. seem really hardcore. I right. mean, like, you mm-hmm. know, he's like, what are you looking at, boy? To, you know, yeah. to Sawyer. And <laughs> yeah. just has this real rough mm-hmm. and been scary. And he's always got kind of this demeanor about him where... Uh-huh. I don't he's know. Intense. He, yeah, he is. He's really intense, and like his relationship with Juliet's weird, mm-hmm. you know. And they kind of seem like they're coming from different perspectives. I almost see like maybe if Ben's a leader of one group yeah. and Juliet's the leader of the other group, mm-hmm. and they clash on ideas. Right. It kind of seems like that. So. Okay. So just off the Paula Pier, you know, Saeed, Son, and Jen work on building a fire, and and Son realizes that, you know, Saeed isn't building the fire for Jack. Right. And we heard that clip at the beginning, you know, but instead he's, you know, trying to attract the others mm-hmm. so he can ambush them and take two hostages and kill the rest. Uh, he tells Sun that she'll have to lie to Jen a little longer. And, um, you know, a bit later we find out that, you know, Jen realizes that what they're doing. Yeah. And he understands English better than Sun thinks he does. And, uh, you know, that she is basically that she's betrayed him. Mm-hmm. And he knows it. And uh, he sends her back to the boat while they carry out the plan, but not before Saeed tells her that there's a gun hidden on the boat. Right. So later, some others sneak onto the boat, and Colleen confronts Son, and let's listen to that song. All right.
I want you to let me off this boat. I can't do that. Why not? It's not my decision to make. Do you realize there are five of my friends up there? Lower your voice. Okay. Stop. I'll shoot. No, you won't, son. I know you, son, walk one. And I know you're not a killer. But despite what you may think, I am not the enemy. We are not the enemy. But if you shoot me, that's exactly what we'll become. Stop. I will. I'll shoot you. So Colleen says to son, you know, I know you son and mm-hmm. I know you're not a killer. Yeah. She also says, you know, I'm not the enemy. Uh, we are not the enemy. Yep. But if you shoot me, that's exactly what we'll become. Yeah. And of course, son shoots her. Did you have thoughts about that scene at all? Yeah. I mean, just a, just a couple of thoughts. Uh, one being, she obviously does know son to mm-hmm. a certain degree. She knew her name knew uh, at least her background that think that she wouldn't shoot. Right. But, which is, which it seems like they, they know all of them somehow in some, 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 uh, some way. But Jen, or excuse me, son pulling a trigger mm-hmm. was very interesting to me. Right. Like something that, because they, they have a fairly, I mean, well, not fairly, but a really good understanding of these people. Yeah. And yeah. if, if she, if she did something, or since she did this, obviously she went against, either who she really is mm-hmm. or she's changing right for the worse. Yeah. I thought about this a little bit. Like I really don't think we've seen anything to make us understand why son would kill somebody. No. But then I remembered the fact that they kidnapped her or she thought that they kidnapped her. That's true. And ended up being charged. Great. Idea. Yeah. Great point. But yeah, I mean that she may have just kind of recalled the feelings from that and like, didn't want to take the chance again. Yeah. And, and Charlie beat her up pretty good. So, right. you know, it's kind of those things like she's probably thinking you're not the enemy, but you yeah, it's too late. You've already become me. an enemy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Which again goes back to this whole idea of, you know, the others have been made out to be these bad people, Yeah, but the other uh, survivors have caused way more trouble oh, yeah. than they have. Uh, it was very interesting when she said, um, we're not the enemy, but if you shoot me, we will become the, right. you know, we will be. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was really like kind of freaky. Yeah, you know, it's like we're not going to mess with you. We're not trying here to hurt uh-huh. you, but if you mess with us, we will totally yeah. bring <laughs> your life. We will mess you up. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, maybe she's not dead. Hopefully right. not, mm-hmm. because I just don't want to, you know, make these people mad. Yeah, I said s off. That's kind of a little joke that I say we we say s everything. Like oh. that's s up. That's s off. You know, oh. so I, the people out there don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's what that means. That just means whatever I use the s word for. That just means uh, like I messed off. You know, it means I'm mad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's an inside joke, but it doesn't really work on podcasts. So, uh, but yeah, I knew, I knew what you meant. I was mad. Yeah. yeah, or she would. Who was I even talking about? Colleen. Now, Colleen yeah. would be mad. The others would yeah. be mad. Okay, right. I lost my mind. But it, but that whole statement alone kind of reinforces the idea of the others not being yeah, bad people for sure, unless they have a reason to be doing something to you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I I hear it, but Ben's 
little looks and stuff yeah. lead me to believe otherwise in yeah, some sense. Yeah, little mind games and yeah. freak outs. Yeah. I mean, I could, once again, he may be the Jin character again. At the mm-hmm. end, I'm like, oh, Ben's awesome, like we talked yeah. about, you know. <laughs> He's so, so misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in a flashback, you know, we see Jin in the process of delivering, you know, Mr. Pike's message to Jay Lee. Mm-hmm. And Jay obviously, you know, believes that he's there because he's found out about this affair with Sun. Yeah. And, you know, Jen is real close to killing him, but he can't do it. And he tells him to leave the country and never come back. And, you know, Jay is so distressed by the prospect of, you know, basically being without Sun forever, I yeah. guess, that he mm-hmm. leaps from his room's window and lands on Jen's car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it seemed like, oh, well, it's a lost thing, but it... Mm-hmm. It was so close to you know. He says, "Do you know who I am? Do you?" I was wanting him to say, "Your son's husband." Yeah. And then that, in his mind, would have been like, "What? Wait a minute!" Yeah. You know. <laughs> then, he Pike's then he could have. Then he could put it together. But <laughs> yeah. instead, he's just like, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And then, as he leaps from the window, he has the pearls in his hand. Uh-huh. I'm wondering if maybe Jen hasn't started to put this together. Yeah. You know. Right. And maybe like this whole thing with you know I I understand more English than you think. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's linked this stuff together, and right. maybe that's why he's had a lot of animosity also towards Jen mm-hmm. or excuse me towards Sun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I don't get the the uh, the idea from what we've seen in the past that he knows about the affair. No, um, I might have questions. Because, yeah, but you know because early on in the show, like there were the episodes where he was kind of concerned about her getting close to Michael and well that that kind of reinforced my theory that maybe he does have a little better understanding like he's like he won't let her out of his sight because he knows what she's capable of right you know yeah yeah very true so so you know Kate and Sawyer get back from a hard day's work and I thought we could listen to that scene um, as well as the scene after when with Ben and Jack okay so damn cute swinging that pickaxe. <laughs> Chain gang looks good on you, Freckles. Sawyer. <sighs> Two of those guards got some real fight in them. The rest of them I ain't that much worried about. That a heavy set guy. Packs a hell of a punch. Shaggy-haired kid's got some sort of martial arts training, but I think I could take him if I had to. Well, an FYI, those zapper things got a safety on them. Did you see the look on their faces when you got a hold of that rifle? <sighs> I'm guessing most of these boys never seen any real action. That blonde who had a gun pointed at you? She would have shot you. No problem. Why'd she call you James? Because that's my name. I noticed something else, too. 
You taste like strawberries. You taste like fish biscuits. <laughs> so what do we do now? Well, shortcake. Now we wait for these bastards to make a mistake. Sooner or later, they're gonna let the guard down. When they do, we're gonna be there to put them in their place. Hello, Jack. You know what's crazy, Jack? A week ago, you and I were in exactly the opposite situation. I was the one locked up, and you were the one coming in for visits. And I know that you were angry that I lied to you about who I was, but... Hell. Do you blame me? I mean, let's face it. If I'd have told you I was one of those people that you and your friends have been calling others all this time, it would have been right back to Saeed and his fists. Wouldn't it? What do you want from me? I want for you to change your perspective. And the first step in doing that would be for me to be decent enough to introduce myself honestly, so. Hi. My name is Benjamin Linus, and I've lived on this island all my life. not gonna shake? Bring it in, please. Where are Kate and Sawyer? They're fine, and they're close. That's all I'm able to tell you right now. You tell me anything you want. Fair enough. It's all I want to tell you. I'm going to make this really simple, Jack. If you cooperate, we send you home. Cooperate with what? When the time is right, I'll tell you. You tell me now. Patience, Jack. Patience. Home. Is that where you sent Walt and Michael? Yes. <laughs> If you could leave this island, why would you still be here? Yes, Jack, why would we be here? You're lying. You're stuck here just like we are. You don't have any... Your flight crashed on September 22nd, 2004. 
Today is November 29th. That means you've been on our island for 69 days. And yes, we do have contact with the outside world, Jack. That's how we know that during those 69 days, your fellow Americans re-elected George W. Bush. Christopher Reeve has passed away. Boston Red Sox won the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you wanted me to believe this, you probably should have picked somebody else besides the Red Sox. No, they were down three games to none against the Yankees in the league championship, and then they won eight straight. Sure, sure, of course they did. <laughs> Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. A clean sweep for the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Red Sox celebrate in the middle of the diamond here at Bush Stadium. That's home, Jeff. Right there on the other side of that glass. And if you listen to me, if you trust me, if you do what I tell you, when the time comes, I'll take you there. I will take you home. So it's a long clip. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, but the notes that I had about it were, you know, of course, the first thing, Sawyer had this an elaborate plan to get, you know, a good read on their situation. Yeah. To kind of assess exactly, you know, what skills and abilities all of these others had mm-hmm. to kind of get a good idea of whether or not they might possibly be able to escape or something, yeah. which I thought was a big surprise, you know, because <laughs> the scene at the time, it just kind of seems like he's had too much, you know, time staring at her all day and right. he just, you know, decided to kiss her. Yeah. But it was kind of cool to find out that he had a reason to do yeah. all that. Yeah, it was cool. And um, I, I, I see, you see Kate kind of, I guess, think it's cool, but also like, dang yeah. you know kind of dang it too because i mean i think i don't think she i think she was definitely into the kiss it didn't uh-huh. seem like she was pulling away <laughs> yeah you know but yeah once again uh just uh seems like kind of this cat and mouse game between them mm-hmm. and it, but but yeah it was interesting and that was also an awesome uh scene i mean sawyer kicks some serious ran until yeah. kate once again gets put <laughs> in a comp you know i'm sure kate's yeah. just standing there looking you know, and then she's yeah. about, I mean, why don't she like do something and not get a gun put on her for once? Yeah, use her, you know, her convict skills. No and, kidding. You know, I mean, do something. I've seen her fight before. <laughs> yeah. And she has a pickaxe. I mean. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Just swinging a pickaxe. Yeah, put it to use. Yeah. So, you know, then, of course, you know, Ben was watching from afar in his monitoring station, so he heard everything they were saying. Yeah. Um, and Ben then tells Jack that he wants him to change his, and he starts to say attitude. Mm-hmm. But then he says perspective. Um, And then Benjamin Linus is his full name, and he's lived on the island all of his life. Mm -hmm. Um, He brings in the TV, and um, he makes the comment, you know, if the others are, oh, wait a minute, he doesn't make the comment. You know, Jack says, you know, if you guys are able to leave, then why are you here? Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, yeah, why are we here? Yeah. And so I thought about it, you know, if they are able to leave the island, why would they stay there as much as they do? And then, of course, you know, um, he kind of states some events that have happened since they crashed on the island to kind of prove probably more to us than anything that, you know, they know what's going on. In the oh, yeah, world. definitely. 
And then, of course, they had the video of the Boston Red Sox winning the World Series, proof that they have contact with the outside world. And he says, if you do what I tell you when the time comes, I will take you home. Yeah. So tell me what you thought about any of that stuff. Well, I mean, it was was one of those things where – you mean he proved definitely he has the outside you know contact mm-hmm. but um i don't know you ever seen the show the beach with leonardo DiCaprio? no i haven't okay the, this that show is about some people i mean it's basically they like smoke pot but they <laughs> they live, move they go to this island so they can do whatever they want to do okay and they stay away from outside influences only thing they get is food and things like that mm-hmm. uh, other, other than the things they can grow there on the island they have to go off and get a few things but most of all they stay as best they can away from outside society because of the influences right that the outside society has on them mm-hmm. you know they, they their whole thing is they want to they want to break away from you know uh, the normal world and how everything is just even when they go back there's a couple of a scene where Leonardo DiCaprio goes back with someone and they look around them and it's just chaos and a mess and they're mm-hmm. so happy that they have this peace. Right. And I almost was thinking that that seems like the kind of the deal here. They've escaped yeah. from that. Mm-hmm. And they, they are so happy where they're at because they don't have to worry about everything else on the outside world. Right. It's know? almost like the, the movie The Village. Yeah, 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 the same like, same prin- yeah, principle there. from the modern mm-hmm. the stuff that you hate about the modern world kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Yeah, I like that. And what about, you know, does it really affect anything for us to know that they they do have contact with the outside world? I guess it, it also puts to rest, if I can remember here, I think there were a lot of weird timeline theories back at this time where people weren't sure if, like, if even though they'd been on that island for only a couple of months, if it had actually been a lot longer or something like that. Yeah. And they were trying to make sure that we knew exactly what had happened since they crashed on that island to kind of put those theories to rest. Oh, okay. Um, but I think I don't think it changes anything for us to know for sure that no. this is just a normal timeline. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I didn't question Yeah, it. we hadn't discussed that at no. all, so I, don't, I didn't think that that had really come up at all. And then... Um, one thing I saw online that was really interesting about this was that, you know, he says, if you do what I tell you when the time comes, I will take you home. Yeah. And of course, with Michael and Walt, he put him on a boat, you mm-hmm. know, let him go home. Yeah. And with Jack, it's like, I will take, take you. you home. Yeah. You know? And I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Um, but uh, I guess for me, it was just one of those things where Michael worked a deal. Mm-hmm. You do this, we'll do this. We'll let you go. And they let him go, with 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 uh with uh Jack. They're saying if you do this one thing for me, basically, I myself am, and he said I'm a man of his word. Mm-hmm. I will walk you to the door or whatever yeah, it is and right. say there go. Yeah. Not because my the reason why it was kind of brought up I think too, is because he brought up Michael. He's uh-huh. like, you mean the send me out so I can, or not Michael, maybe Desmond or whatever, whoever it was. He said something so I can just basically wander and all over the, you know, never find a, a way right. out. Yeah. He's like, I will personally take uh-huh. you there. I wonder if I might not see Michael and Walt like pop back up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they get to the edge and start bouncing yeah. off and yeah. like turn around and come, come back. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the last thing I had really had about the episode. Did you have anything else? Um, no, I, one thing, I mean, I think it's, probably self-explanatory but um the it seems like uh son's more sick 
than just mm-hmm. a pregnancy, it seems like. Oh, to really? Me. Well, I mean, I just kind of, she's, you know, she's in there, you know, I, I'm, my wife obviously had, has had two children and, you know, she had morning sickness and things like that, but this mm-hmm. seems a little more severe to me. Really? Because she's, it's throughout the day, she's, you know, get these looks in her face, you mm-hmm. know, like something's not right. And then she tries to, I'm okay in front of Jen. If it's morning sickness, right. you say, I'm just morning sick, you know, da-da. but she actually likes to try to cover it up. Yeah. You know, and that, that to me kind of just made me think maybe there's something else going on there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It could go both one of two ways, you know, either it is something more than that or they're just trying to avoid the people saying, well, oh, she's supposed to be pregnant, but she hasn't puked one time, you know? Yeah. That's <laughs> so, true. So who knows, that's you true. know, what's going on there? Yeah. Anything else? That's it. Okay. We had a couple of emails I wanted to okay. read here. The first one is from Don in Fort Wayne. She says, hi, Evan and Anton. Greetings from a fellow Hoosier. Just finished listening to your last podcast where you discussed question mark from season two. I echo Raquel's comment that with all of the new season five content out there, when I initially came across your podcast, I would skim through them, not really wanting to rehash old episodes of this insanely fabulous show. However, I am so glad that I decided to listen to episode 44 all the way through. It reminded me of how I felt watching the episode for the first time. I watched seasons one through three for the first time over the course of about two months, and I only finished the last episode of season three two hours before the premiere of season four. I just wish you would have been around when I was going through it. I also agree with Evan that when listening to you talk about the episodes, he's talking to you here, mm-hmm. I really, it really brought me back to how I felt when I saw it for the first time. This episode and the two that follow cemented my emotional investment and in lost. And while listening to you discuss it, I could vividly recall my anger at Michael for shooting Libby and how my heart hurt for Hurley. Hurley was and still is my favorite losty. Ana Lucia didn't care so much. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to say, hang on, Anton, because if you think your brain is mush now, well, Evan knows. Just you wait and see. I'm excited for Anton because the last two episodes are great, and the season ender, Live Together, Die Alone, is a phenomenal episode, and I consider it to be one of the best episodes of the show, even now. I'm also looking forward to hearing Anton's reaction to season three. I listen to a lot of podcasts related to the show, and this is the first one I have felt the need to comment on. I will definitely make it a point to listen to every episode from now on. Thank you for putting this Quality Lost podcast out there. With the way Season 5 has been going, I will definitely need you guys for a refresher. Enjoyed it very much. Thank you, and keep up the great work. And that was Don from Fort Wayne. Thanks so much, Don, for emailing us. It's, It's really awesome to hear that... You know, you've, you've been a, a watcher of Lost for a long time now, and you are on season five with everybody else, but you still found a value in this show. Yeah, it really makes it worthwhile for us to know that there are other people out there, you know, like myself watching season five, but yet still find it so worthwhile to go back and go through these older episodes. I think, I think we're probably having a better experience doing that than the people who watch each season once and then, you know, yeah. never see them again. So thanks so much. And I did want to mention, you know, we've obviously already had the episode out about the season two finale and the vidcast. And I did get a couple of emails about the vidcast and people having trouble playing those on the iPhone and the iPod, different generations of the iPod. And um, basically, we released that vidcast um, intending for it to be played on iTunes and on the computer. 
and I've been trying to figure out exactly what's wrong with our specs for that video to where you can't put it on the iPhone because in theory you should be able to. But if, um, if it would be helpful to anyone, let me know and I'd be happy to put together a version that should work on the iPhone with no problems and send that over to you. The next email is from BCK Lockhart, who, uh, as you'll know, won our contest a while back. And he says, Anton and Evan, I really enjoyed your last show covering the best season finale ever, Live Together, Die Alone. There was so much that happened that in that episode that I really loved hearing all your comments. It was a much longer show than normal, but definitely not too long. The first scene of season three blew me away. I remember the first time I saw this, it just made me ask so many more questions. I couldn't believe what I had seen. I can't wait to hear Anton's reaction to it. I know you've already warned him about some of the, the rough patches coming up in season three. While the first few episodes aren't the best, they are still entertaining and some important stuff happens and we learn more about the various new characters on the show. I still love season three overall and can't wait to relive it again with you both. Keep up the great work, Lockhart. Again, thanks a lot. Uh, we did have a, a so much fun talking about Live Together, Die Alone. It was definitely a, mm -hmm. a record-length show <laughs> coming yeah. in at like a couple of minutes under two hours. Yeah, it was, was crazy. It was a monster of a show, but it was a great yeah. discussion. And I would agree with you completely on, on season three. It's, it's kind of rough because none of the episodes are ones that you would just skip. All of them have something that happens in them that you yeah. need to know. So it's kind of like you need to watch the whole thing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> sure. That's, I figured that I figured there would be at least a little bit in there that I can pull out of it. And I yeah. enjoy I enjoy the show so much that I'm I'm just excited just to continue watching. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and it's so much different now. I mean, being to just invest 45 minutes and watching the show, putting in the DVD is, is very different from right. waiting, waiting week to week. So, yeah, thanks very much, Lockhart, for your email. And if you want to email us, you can do so at info at lostmysterypodcast.com. You can call in your voicemails to our listener line at 765-439-4190. And we would appreciate it if you could rate us on iTunes. We would love to get your feedback and um, get the word out about how much you, know, you guys like the show and uh, get some more listeners on board. So if that's it, I guess we'll uh, see you on Friday. We'll be discussing further instructions, a lock-centric episode. And until then, we'll see you later. Thanks for listening to the Lost Mystery Podcast with Anton and Evan. New episodes are released every Sunday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, if you haven't already, you can sign up and become part of our community at lostmysterypodcast.com. Email us your questions or comments to info at lostmysterypodcast.com. And please call our listener line at 765-439-4190 with your name, where you're calling from, and also let us know whether or not you'd like your comments to be used on an upcoming episode.